everyone. Welcome to Adoption Adventures. Welcome to another week. Um, so, I thought that I had covered all of our listener questions. Turns out, I had not. Um, we've got a topic from Kev, um, who's dropped me a line about blaming behaviour. I sought a little bit of um, clarity on what Kev was sort of meaning and who was blaming whom and and sort of how best to understand what was happening there. Um, Kev has been able to come back to me and, and share some details, which is really, really cool. Um, so Kev got in touch and said that a topic that he'd really like us to focus on or look at was blaming behaviour. Um, after elaboration, what he let me know is um, their um, boys have been with them for a couple of months now, and there's a lot of sort of I say a lot. That's that's not fair. There has been some blaming culture there, blaming other adults um, for some of their behaviours, um, and and using um, sort of blaming one another, and kind of working to. Um, sort of outwardly blame so as the microscope wasn't reflecting them. Um, now, the first thing that sort of I saw when I looked at that was, you know, Kev was saying that it was quite early on placement. The first thing that I'm looking at is, you know, this is sort of those early day wobbles. This is just everyone trying to get to know one another and work out who fits where and how, um, what sort of expectations there are and how this is going to work out um then we're going to be sort of I, I would suggest that you look there and see that there's some attachment styles coming out um so perhaps um children displaying signs of avoidance it's very very easy for an avoidant person when sort of being faced with a challenge of your behavior or attitude your approach very very easy for you to sort of spin that around start blaming others and start really really throwing that that way naturally you are then deflected from looking at the problem we have seen that quite a lot from little dude i've talked about that this in um previous episodes where if in particular dad if dad is challenging little dude's behavior or sort of questioning something little dude will deflect it so seamlessly and he will sort of attack dad and he will attack his parenting style and he'll say you know you're you know thanks for not trusting me or i can't believe you'd say it like this and, and he'll make quite a stark attack at dad and his approach nine times out of ten before we really 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 understood what was going on now once we understand it i would say it's still a 50 50 chance it will succeed but in the early days 90 percent of the time when he would do that it would completely detract us from what we were challenging him on because if you're saying to him oh your money management is dreadful. We're really unhappy about this. And then little dude comes back and says, oh, thanks for not trusting me. That's well out of order. 
what we were then doing is we would then comment on that comment. We would then talk about, you know, oh, well, look, you know, let's let's think about what's being said here. I don't think that what you've just said is fair. Dad was only talking about sort of how you manage these things. He has a right to do that. And before you know it, you're in this conversation and you're in this kind of um, tennis match of trying to establish or, or trying to justify a comment that you've made. By doing that, you're no longer challenging the poor money management. You're no longer parenting the actual problem because our children are incredibly, incredibly acute at being able to switch focus. And in any early day situation, it's really hard to keep a track of that and keep a working knowledge of it and to know how to manage that. Because when little dude would challenge dad's parenting style, naturally you want to justify it because you want to let these children know, hey, I'm parenting you this way because. Because we know that our children have had poor parenting experiences, we want to do everything that we can to make sure that their parenting experience is fantastic. So if they're challenging that, very easy for us to kind of go, well, I need to justify what's happening here because I definitely don't ever want you to have that opinion of me. So as for tools in their arsenal, this is one of their strongest. This is one of their best because if they challenge our approach or our style, we feel that we've got to justify it so as they don't feel like we're ignoring that. Like I say, incredibly intelligent approach. Um, what we have done, and again, I've, I've talked about this previously, but what we have done to sort of combat that is if little dude um, uses that sort of language and he sort of flips things and he'll challenge dad, what we do is we say, okay, we're going to park that comment and we're going to come back to it. If you've got some concerns about how your dad has approached this, not a problem at all. We've parked that. We've make, made a note that you're upset about it. We'll come back to it. But right now, we want to deal with the fact that you have spent all of your money on food and drinks and not something sensible. Let's come back to that, please. Now, little dude, and I'm confident he is not alone in this, he will try again a couple of times and then he'll become quite indignant that you've not listened to and followed his initial line of complaint. Again, this is just the avoidance coming out. It's just them saying, no, I really, really don't want to be looking at what you want to be looking at. I'd much prefer it if you were uncomfortable. Could we please make you uncomfortable? Um, what I would say is it's just reassuring and saying, hey, I have heard you, but at the moment that is not the topic. That is not what we're talking about. I'm, I'm going to need for you to come back to this topic. 
you're going to have some control battles here. You're going to have some struggles and some fights. What I would say here is in those control battles and in those fights, these are those battles where actually it's worth doing that and it's worth doing the challenge because if we continuously allow them to sort of guide us and guide us away from the parenting issue, we end up in a position where we don't actually deal with the issue and it's going to come back up. Um, you know, we, we all know this, that if we don't deal with something and it comes up again and we don't deal with it again, it's only going to manifest, it's only going to grow. So we need to have the strength and the confidence to say, actually, tough times ahead, we're going to challenge this, I'm afraid. Um, and, you know, that can be really horrible, it can be really challenging, it can be really difficult um to sort of to go through those experiences with our children but i guarantee you that it's for the best um i've had a couple of situations recently and they've not been adoption related um they've just been parenting related but i think that it's still um it's still relevant and still prudent in this conversation now, this is actually stepping things up in the conversation with regards to the blame game. Um, and I'm not suggesting that you've ever been in this situation. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, But as I'm saying this, if you find that it, it is close to something that you've done, maybe it's worth giving some thought. Um, so I've had a situation recently um i talked about many 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 episodes ago we did the um three-part episode on schools and education on episode two of that three-part series i talked about a young man that was bullying little dude and was hurting him and then his family got involved and they were really challenging parents to be around um these were the parents um to try and help refresh your memory this is the ones where um i caught the mum of this child yelling and screaming at little dude for his behaviors and we ended up in the head teacher's office um and as we did this this mum was yelling about how awful little dude was and his behaviour was out of control and he was so aggressive towards her son. And this, this was all brand new information to me and I was like, mm, okay, Mr. Mr. Teacher and Mrs. Head, can you tell me if this is actually happening? And if it is, why haven't you told me? And they reassured me that this was not happening and that this particular parent was misinformed, as it were. Um, now, what this parent did is she blamed little dude, said that he was aggressive. She then blamed the school because they were ignoring what was happening right under their noses. When challenged back by the school, which I was really impressed with, but they challenged back and said, actually, 
it is your son who is the bully and it is your son who is being aggressive to more than just little dude, many children. And this is not the first time we've had this conversation with you. Um, this parent fought back ferociously. My son would never do this. My son couldn't. No, you're wrong. This isn't okay. This is unfair. Really, really pushing back. Now, as a result, every single time that that child was caught in an altercation, the parent would run into the school and outwardly blame every other child for what had happened. And she would shout, she would scream about how everyone else was in the wrong. Now, I'm bringing this up, and like I say, I don't imagine for one moment that this is the type of behaviour that you're exhibiting. However, if it is a behaviour that you have perhaps seen, or maybe you've sort of fallen into that trap, it can happen. We, you know, we want to be advocates for our children, and we want to defend them. And every now and then it is hard to see that our children are doing anything wrong. Um, the reason I bring this up is that same child I learned a couple of weeks ago is now in prison after committing quite a, a horrible, violent crime. Now, I, I believe that a lot of factors were involved there. But for me, I'm going to lay the blame largely and mostly at that boy's parents' feet. Because they spent his entire youth defending him and telling him that he had done nothing wrong. And they blamed everyone else for his behaviour. All that that did is tell him that he could continue to do it. As a result, his life is now, I won't say it's ruined because you don't know. Um, this could actually be the wake-up call that he needs. But he's definitely got a real tough start. And I feel really bad for him. But it helps me when I think about blame culture. And it helps me to understand that our children, like us, are not perfect. And it's okay. But what's not okay is for us to ignore that. Um, now, like I say, this, this is not the topic of, of um, sort of that Kev was talking about. Um, but it it led on to it and it's it's something that i've wanted to talk about for a couple of weeks now and so it kind of it, it fits into the same kind of topic um but just in a different way our children learn from us um they learn the good and they learn the bad so coming back to sort of kev's topic about you know blame culture and things like that what i think is really crucial is is demonstrating to our children that we are capable of making errors and that we get things wrong and that's okay. 
So we need to look, if we're finding that our, our children are working quite hard at blaming everyone else or sort of hiding away from something, then what we should look at doing is altering our behaviours to almost go over the top. When something goes wrong in the home, if your if your sort of relationships are that you have a bit of banter about whose fault it was or something like that, I would say go over the top about owning that and saying, hey, do you know what? I just made a mistake and oh, silly me, I got that wrong. But do you know what? That's all right. We can fix that. And I would actually go out of my way to find more moments where you can demonstrate that you have made an error and that you are owning that mistake and that you are owning what went wrong. By doing so, you're going to inform our children that it's all right to accept and assume responsibility for our actions. And I think it's that sort of approach that our children need. We are exactly that. We're their parents. We are their role models. We are their shining light. They will follow our lead. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that our lead is super over the top. So it's very easy for them to understand and see and recognize. It's the same as um, avoidance with regards to you, you find uh, avoiding children if they hurt themselves or injure themselves. Instead of letting us care for them, they will just stand up um, and run away and go, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And all we actually want to do is care and nurture for them. Same rules apply in the home. If you have something, you get injured or hurt and you find yourself going, look, it's nothing, it's fine. You know, you cut your finger whilst you're chopping veg and go, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Actually, as difficult as it may be, what I would suggest is turn on the mild dramatics. By this, I, I don't mean call, <laughs> call for an ambulance, but do sort of make a point of speaking to your other half or somebody else in the home and say, hey, Oh, I've just cut myself and, and, and that hurt, actually. Could you come and look after me? You're helping, them, helping our children to see the behaviours that you would like them to adopt. So, again, it's all just about looking at your own approach and your own sort of behaviours. I don't believe that within your home you are consistently blaming other people for anything. But what I do think is there's an opportunity for you to demonstrate sort of um, the right sort of behaviours and how you can own any error or mistake that you make and let our children know that that's all right. It doesn't matter. Um, so I would suggest that that's, that's the sort of approach that I would talk about. I think, obviously, dependent on the age of the child, you know, you're going to find that for certain age children, it's going to be too complicated a, a thought process to start asking, why did you blame this person? Shouldn't you do this? Anything like that. It might be just a little bit too advanced, um, sort of emotionally, to, to register what that all means. So just show it. Just take that on for yourself and make a big, bold statement of, owning your ways. 
Um, so, yeah, I think looking at blame across the board is really, really key. I think we also need to think about, so that, that story that I just told you about that, that little boy, I believe that if social services, if the police were involved sooner, that would have been a case where there would have been some significant concerns raised. Not significant enough that social services would have had a justifiable reason to remove that child sooner or at all. Um, I don't know. I don't know what was going on in the home life. I only saw what I saw on the playground. It, It did not look like a pleasant home for that child. But I don't necessarily believe that there was, I'm going to use the term severe abuse, which is a dreadful term. I think that that child was being emotionally abused. Um, I believe that a lot of his needs were being neglected. But I think it, it was poor parenting. It was poor decisions on the parents' part. I don't think there would have been a case for social services to have said, hey, yeah, we're going we're gonna to remove. But what that can do is it can shine a light into our children's early years and their early days. Think about the blaming behaviour that they may have seen and been around when they were in their first families. Again, that's a, this next sort of part is going to be super generic. It's, and it almost sounds a bit blamey in itself. But it's more to try and think about that world. Um, if you think about the chaotic lives that a lot of our birth families are living in and how difficult it must be for them to sort of acknowledge things that aren't necessarily working or going right, acknowledge that. But understand that, you know, that may be some of the behaviours that our children would have seen in their home lives. You know, would they have seen uh, their birth mum say, if your dad didn't leave, we never would have been in this situation? Um, do they? Did they see the birth parents saying, oh, you know, social services never helped us when we needed them. If they would have helped us we wouldn't be in this situation. They're just two very, very basic and generic sort of thought processes. But still worth thinking about because these are quite common comments that our children would have bore witness to. As a result, that's the nature that they're growing up around. That's the the sort of image that they're creating. So, again, it's about thinking about this and thinking about how how that would have been sort of felt for our children. That then should help us to understand why their behaviours may be the way that they are. And it just helps us to understand that it's just going to take a little bit of time to circle that back to how we'd like to see it. Um, so I hope that that helps. Um, I hope that that kind of works into that um, topic. As always, as always, always, 
you can drop me a line with any questions that you have, any topics you'd like me to cover. Or if, if today's episode has given you food for thought or food for challenge, drop me a line um, and we can talk about it. Um, until, you know, next time, I'm hoping that you have a lovely week. I am really excited because I think I've got a couple of interviews lined up where I'm going to be talking to people who have gone through transracial adoption and I'm going to be hearing about their stories. So I'm hoping to be bringing those episodes to you nice and soon. Until then, sending all kinds of love and hugs out into the world, and I shall speak to you soon.